Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters to Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is Sunday, October 26th. Uh, da, 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 closer and closer to Halloween Eve. Leanne, you were posting some <laughs> excellent Halloween decorations that we'll have to discuss. I'm Liz Dolan. I'm in Santa Monica, California. Uh, and the rest of the team here today, they like to call themselves the JV. I'm, yeah. You know. <laughs> JV. We're, all right, team. <laughs> JV. So Sheila Dolan, a member of the JV, the the senior member of the junior team. I, I am really, I am proud to have that. And Leon, I did not see you at Aqua Zumba this morning. I can't get up for that class, but Sheila, I am doing the deep water workout like nobody's business. Oh, that you are. I love. Love okay, it. good, Love good. It. Love it. All right, and the last member of the JV you haven't heard from, Monica Dolan in Portland, Oregon. You sent me an email yesterday that the curtain has come down in Portland. Oh, yeah, the curtain has come down. It started raining this week, and I told Liz a big old section of my fence flopped over two <gasps> days ago. Oh, oh, no. So that was good. And then last night the electricity was out, so very oh. stormy here. It's the beginning of the end, uh, which means that we're in for like three months of rainy, <laughs> cold, foggy weather. But You know what's so funny, Monica, is I have so many friends now with kids at schools in the Northwest, and that's why they have their parents' weekend October 15th, because they all went up and at Puget Sound, Portland. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous. It's beautiful there. They're freshman parents. I was like, just wait till November 1. <laughs> <laughs> well, you had an extra nice summer. So the curtain comes down extra early, I guess. That's the way That's the way they roll in the Northwest. So, well, we have a very full show today. Uh, Leanne, you're starting off with why we need serious journalism, right? Yeah. And then all kinds of family news. Sheila, breaking, breaking news from your daughter. Um, Monica, you have a Gone Girl report. You guys finally got to see that. Uh, we have a Facebook update, and then Sheila, naturally, there you're you're the one that has to speak out on behalf of all Satellite Sisters on Renee Zellweger. <laughs> oh, Jimmy! Oh, Jimmy! Let me put a stick on that eye, Jimmy. Yes, Renee Zellweger, my friend. <laughs> all right, but before we get to some of the uh, the lighter side of Satellite Sisters, um. Leanne, there's a front page story in today's New York Times that you wanted to mention. I just wanted to mention it because, you know, I'm trying to save the magazine business and uh, one magazine subscription at a time. But also, I think here at Satellite Sisters, we believe in saving the hard news business. So if you haven't had a chance to read the front page story on the New York Times uh, website or in the actual paper, it's called The Horror Before the Beheadings. ISIS hostages endured torture and dashed hopes, freed cellmates say. It's an incredible piece of journalism, uh, stories woven together from hostages that managed to be released and hostages that didn't about what the last days were like for James Foley and some of his other um, cellmates there being held by ISIS terrorists. And it's written by Rukmini Kalamaki. It's a fantastic depressing but fantastic piece of journalism. So it's just something I think people should check in and read. Let's save the New York Times. Uh, say what you will about it. 
Uh, every once in a while they do something like this and you're like, well, it's worth having real journalists in place to tell a story like this. Right. Nobody else is really doing that job. I'm with you. The, um, it's tough out there for the hard news. So if you can support it, it's a good thing to do. And bear in mind, New York times also has a lot of fun. So the, another story in today's paper, uh, the, at the other end of the spectrum is entitled Mindy Kaling hasn't won a Nobel prize yet. (laughs) And this, this is part of their series that they do that's always fun to read uh, in the style section where a reporter goes out for a night with a celebrity. You know, but because at the New York Times, it just can't be a celebrity news. So it's very interesting insight into Mindy Kaling, who, you know, I've adopted as my new Tina Fey on TV. So, oh, I, I love Mindy, too. Yes. I love her. Now that, now that 30 Rock is gone, I feel like the Mindy Project, we have to throw our support behind that. Even though, I would have to admit, the show's a little uneven, but very funny. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> very funny. Anyway, in this story, she is talking to... Um, uh, a panel at the New Yorker Festival. So, um, you know, you can buy tickets, you can go. And Emily Nussbaum, who's the TV critic uh, at the New Yorker, was interviewing Mindy. And then the, then she goes out on the town afterwards, including an after party for the New Yorker Festival, which is held at a place downtown called the Boom Boom Room, um, which is on the top of the Standard Hotel. So she goes there and she notes in the story that the crowd is a little bit more serious than her normal crowd. It includes people like Zadie Smith, Malcolm Gladwell, and David Remnick, who is the editor-in-chief of, of The New Yorker. But she's very excited because this is the hotel where the Beyonce elevator incident happened, <laughs> which is what makes Mindy Kaling so lovable, is that that's what's important to her. But as she's standing there, some 80-year-old guy cornered her and showered her with compliments said congratulations on your nobel prize and started asking her about how she had recovered from the taliban gunshots so she's like he he thinks i'm malala (laughs) okay that is funny and then because she's mindy she can take it one step further and she said well and if i were i'd be at the boom boom room like (laughs) <laughs> that's where Malala is hanging out. Anyway, very funny story. I will leave it to you uh, to read as well as uh, the front page story that, that Leon mentioned. Yeah, much more serious. Yeah, much story. more serious. Yeah. You're gonna, it will put you in a completely different frame of mind. All right, you guys. I went to a neighborhood we- meeting this week. I just have to tell you about it because I know we discussed the siege of One Direction at my house <laughs> this summer the three-night Rose Bowl concert tour of One Direction. And we had a series of concerts at the Rose Bowl, an unprecedented intensity of concerts. Two nights of Eminem and Rihanna, two nights of Beyonce and Jay-Z, three nights of One Direction, two international soccer games, all within like four weeks of each other. So this just doesn't happen in the hood. Like we're used to having football events. We're used to having the occasional concerts. But this was unprecedented, the level of events and the number of people and the incidents that happened. So the Rose Bowl decides to sort of make nice with the neighbors and have us all to a meeting, invite us all to a meeting in the visitor's locker room, which was kind of cool. Uh, with cookies and a uh, free veggie plate uh, to let us know what they've learned from this and what's going to happen in 2015 going forward. And 
And there are all kinds of neighborhood issues that I won't get into about why they had to have all these events, but they're really trying to be proactive because they know that the neighbors were very upset. And um, so the first thing they do is they present, it's packed, the room's packed, you know, there are a lot of hundreds of homes around the ring of the Rose Bowl. And, um, and you know, we all know that we're in for some, you know, some. Right, the Rose Bowl was there but when you bought your house. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But then they do try to, but it's also used by thousands of other Pasadenans every day as a recreational spot. That's where Sheila swims. People play golf. So it's not just the neighbors that are inconvenienced. It's everyone. So anyway, they try to make nice. They do this PowerPoint about things they learned. It was too many events, too long, not enough police protection. We didn't anticipate all the parents just dropping off their kids at one direction. I apparently there were like 12 and 13 year old girls wandering around to like two and three in the morning trying to get their literally trying to get you know their parents to pick them up and so I, I was really satisfied with all my issues after the powerpoint and uh-huh. then things started very politely like neighbors saying well you know neighborhood association heads like standing up and speaking on behalf of their neighborhood association and then then the neighbors brought in the killer okay this this 80 year old woman gets up She said she was just trying to drive home the day of the One Direction concert. (laughs) She had been picking up her medicines at at CVS. Uh And we have these flimsy residence passes, but they are supposed to mean something. So she was uh, going through a major intersection with her residence pass. It was close to, you know, non-residents. One police officer waved her through. And seconds later, a uniformed motorcycle police officer pulled her over and gave her a ticket <gasps> for going through a red light. Okay. It oh, a oh five, little, the quintessential little old lady from Pasadena. It is a $500 <laughs> ticket, Liz. Oh my God. And the, the, there was gasping from the crowd. And then she said, I had to pay and I'm a senior citizen on a fixed income. Yeah. I want a jury trial. I won't get that money back even if I win till after Christmas and I won't be able to buy my grandchildren Christmas. Oh my presents. god. Oh, the neighbors turned like <laughs> people were like, You should pay for her lawyer. You should give her money back. You should rip up that ticket right now. It's just the whole meeting swung on this one five hundred dollar ticket. And what I loved about the little old lady was she just kept saying, and the officer was very rude. He was very, very rude. Yes. That's exactly yes. what mom would have said in the same exactly. situation. It's exactly like you could have put mom or anyone's mom in this room and then the neighbors just let loose. Then they were complaining about everything from the blimp traffic to the helicopter traffic to the sausage salespeople to Eminem's language. And it was just the club oh, was off. Total breakdown. And then my favorite was the one woman who just kept standing up. People would complain and she just kept standing up and yelling, yeah, whose bright idea was that? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, now this sounds fun. It was Whose broad idea was that? So I just want you to try that. At your next staff meeting, you people that have staff meetings, I just think that's a good line. That is a good line. There's no response. The police said no response to whose bright idea was that. <laughs> now, Leanne, did anyone bring up the fact that I park outside your house? No, that didn't. Okay. 
Did the C Max come up at all? You were in the clear, Sheila. You were in the clear. No one. We should say you illegally park in front of Leon's house every day because your school is nearby. So I feel like I am protected. I'm protected by Leon. I can, and your lovely neighbor supports my parking there. <laughs> yes. What? You want it? Yeah, you have a lot of neighborhood support, Sheila. <laughs> I have, I have a lot of friends in the neighborhood. Wow, Lee, and that's a lot of action. It was, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> I'm writing well, that down, though. Whose bright idea was that? That's a keeper. <laughs> well, sisters, I wanted to announce some really big news for Ruthie. Now, um, you've been following, of course. Ruthie has the best aunts in the world. Uh, the Ruthie, Ruthie is your daughter. Let's establish that. Is yeah, your, yep, yeah. Ruthie, my daughter. Um, she's one piece of paper away from graduating from NYU, right. uh, graduate school of film. She is a director. She's a writer. She's a producer and she needs a job people. She needs a job. So, um, apparently, uh, NYU and the top, it's one of the, well, NYU is the, one of the top film schools in the country. Uh, an email was sent out school wide a couple weeks ago that uh, there's an opening for an assistant position to an A-list director. Um, So basically everyone on NYU's roster is applying for this job, blah, 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 goes on and on. Ruthie emails me. She said, yeah, there was an email sent about an interview for a position, assistant, A-list director. So apparently there were Two positions. Um, I don't know if I should reveal the name of the A-list director. Don't. But don't. I, okay. I don't want to. I <laughs> don't. I, I, okay. I'm not going to say that. But um, it could be a twofer. That's all I'm going to say. It's a husband and wife team. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. basically, Ruth sent her resume. And Ruth got an interview. And Ruth is interviewing tomorrow. All right. Well, okay, Sheila, when you said that, the I, so I, I happen to know the female that you're talking about because you sent <laughs> that into an email from us. I did not realize who she was married to in, until this exact moment when I just Googled that. Okay, okay so this is big. Okay, that's this, awesome. This is incredibly big. And instead of saying, oh, good for you, you know, of course, of course they wanted you, Ruth. You know, you have so much experience. You're so great. I, all I was shouting into the phone long distance was, body smoothers! <laughs> Hair and makeup! <laughs> Brows! Nails! Wear black! I said, shoes! Hair! I said, can I pay for hair? I, I, I literally went bananas so and that's hard it's hard to prepare your 30 year old daughter long distance for an interview with a-list directors right I mean, it just is and um, she's not going in as an actress either that's no but yeah. but but leanne good point leanne good point it's not an audition but if you knew who these people were leanne you would bring your a game i mean you would go out to nordstrom's yesterday all right i'm not saying she shouldn't look professional it's just it's not about her her looks she has other stuff to prepare right she she has other stuff to prepare she she feels she's going to get i mean i feel she's going to get the job but i wanted to give her some some you know some help with that so i bought a blowout for her long distance so there's national a national blowout bar called the dry bar everybody knows it yeah Yeah. they're all over the country 
Uh, 40 bucks. It's a lot of money for someone who doesn't have any money. It's a lot of money for me, but I bought her, a, I bought her a blowout the day of the interview, which Monica, as you know, is one of the key ingredients to looking, looking good. Looking polished. Looking polished. And, and exactly. you feel more confident when your hair is looking polished. <laughs> it's smooth. Yeah. yeah. It's smooth. It's together. Um, so uh, she said that she has an outfit. Now, what I discovered, which interesting about the dry bar, in case anyone wants this information at all, you can actually rent clothes from the dry bar. You can, you can rent jackets, accessories, Liz. That, this, that, that go with your hairstyle? With your hairstyle. You're it kidding. Is an, wow. It's an entire situation going on at dry bar now it's a lifestyle um I, i'm sure you could buy furniture there if you wanted <laughs> or you could redirect decorate your apartment in grays and yellows which is what, <laughs> what their colors are but i basically want everybody listening to just just put out the mojo put it out send out good vibes for ruthie tomorrow for the interview because this I mean, if she signs on to this, this could be an improvement of everybody's lifestyle, I feel. <laughs> I feel like my life will be better. Oh, no doubt. Yes. Yeah. yes. I think that's true. Wow. That is super exciting. Well, Real the, um, exciting. Yeah. Does she have any idea how many people they're interviewing? Probably not, right? I don't know, but she got a call right away. So there you go. All right. And she has, and, and, and I said, Ruth, bring your assist, all your best assistant stories, because she has been assistant to many high powered and high needs individuals. Mm -hmm. And I, I said, bring your Mariah Carey story. And I don't know if you girls remember no. Christmas, Christmas Eve when Ruth was working for uh, the head of uh, a public relations for a big hotel in New York. She had to go out and get a 12 foot Christmas tree. Spray it gold for Mariah Carey. <laughs> well, that's a good story. That is good. So I said, bring your Mariah Carey story. Yeah. Um, they will love that. So, yeah. yeah so, uh, everybody. It's funny because I think of, I think of Ruthie's work history as more her, her Norma Ray history. She mm -hmm. does have a tendency to like, um, organize and protest mm. uh, management exploitation, too. <laughs> she did pull a little Norma Ray on the phone. Yeah. So basically I said, this is great. This is the greatest thing that ever happened. She said, yeah, but I'm just thinking if they think I am going to work. Uh, uh, see, this okay. is. Mm -hmm. yeah. For me, I said, uh, Ruth, you know, you just, you just take the job. And I said, plus, considering who they are, I think you're going to make a living wage. In fact, I think you're going to probably get paid more than mommy's making right now. <laughs> From your A-list directors. So there you go. Okay, very oh, that's exciting. Fantastic. Okay, that is cool. fingers crossed. Fingers mm -hmm. crossed. Very exciting. Okay, moving on. Swanika, I have a story. Um, Sheila, I think you might be interested in this. Um, so I read about, again, in the New York Times this week, uh, they had a story about this woman who is a professional organizer, and she's a beautiful young Japanese woman named Marie Kondo. And she's just written this book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, 
It's the Japanese art of decluttering and organizing. Mm. Oh, so Sheila, I think you, this would appeal to you. Liz, oh, I love it. Liz, Liz? Liz I'm, not, I'm not so sure because <laughs> one of Marie's golden rules is do not go buy organizing equipment. Yeah. Your home has already has all the storage you need. So, and I know for a while you were just yes. kept thinking if you could just buy more bins. Yes, yes, <laughs> bin, bin, bins and baskets were my path to organization. But I do believe in the power of tidying up. Not that I ever do it, but that's why I enjoy hotels because basically they just <laughs> they just they just come in and tidy up. You don't really need to clean. You just need to tidy up, and it's a dramatic improvement. Okay, so I. Let's go over the basic tenets of uh, Marie Kondo's uh, tidying up. So she said you should go through your house and go through your closet and discard everything that does not spark joy in your life. Oh, that's the main thing. If you don't get joy from an object, that you should give it away or discard it. But first you should thank your objects for Mm -hmm. giving you all this wonderful service over the years. So thank your t-shirts and your ripped underwear because they obviously (laughs) spark joy and then you give away. Now I think spark joy could mean different things to different people. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, obviously I don't love everything that's in my closet and I don't love all the clutter that's around my house, but some things even though they don't spark joy in me, I feel like they're essential. You know, mm-hmm. like I need to have a shovel and I need to have <laughs> <laughs> to shovel, shovel your, your stuff out. You just stuff out. I mean, I don't, I don't get joy from, you know, the refuge, my garbage bins and stuff like that, but I need that stuff in my life. So, um, the other thing is, Sheila, you'll like this. She has a couple of YouTube videos where she demonstrates like how to fold a t-shirt and how to roll up your socks. Oh, I do that on my own already. <laughs> I, 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 I roll and I fold. I, and I have all of my clothes in baskets, by the way. Oh, Sheila, I think maybe you should be an assistant to a couple of A-list directors because <laughs> I think you actually have the skill set. They're really not going to need someone like setting up camera shots, which, right, which, which Ruthie can do. Yes, she's overqualified. Yes. I am not, but I like a tidy, tidy. I mean, yes. I just tighten I it do. up. I know you do. That's why I think this book would be good for you. Now, she said, you know, about you should organize your sock drawer and roll up your socks. She said, because the socks and stockings in your drawers, they're essentially, they do so much hard work for you during the day that when you fold them up neatly and put them in the sock drawer, they're essentially on holiday. So you have to give your socks. Wow. Okay. This is deep. She's personifying her socks. Yes, she absolutely is. Very emotionally demanding. She also (laughs) says that you should hang up anything that's on the floor because things are happier when they're hung up. So your shirts and your pants are going to be happier. And when you organize your closet and you put like things together, then clo- your clothes can relax a little bit more. Because, 
Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we, we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day, just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life, aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the Mega Moisture Duo, yes. you can you can literally see your skin get firmer and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay, you know we have raved about the Andaria Algae Body Oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria Collagen Body Oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz, a youthful yeah. glow is going to happen. <laughs> and it's infused with Osea's signature Andaria Seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Leon Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay? And I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you. It's also better for the planet, Liz. They're a certified B Corp, cruelty-free, and the first and only carbon-neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos, too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. 
Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Wait a minute, this is for real? Where did you read this? This is this is for real. New York Times. She's booked months out. You cannot hire her. Um, but she's just written this organizing book. And she said, so when you hang up your clothes and you put all the shirts and all the pants together, they're happier because they're in similar company. Ha. Uh-huh. Ha. Huh. So... If you know what, if you saw my husband's closet, you would think it was the happiest damn closet in America. I think <laughs> he always hangs things up, right? And it's hung up. It's organized by color. Right. There's spaces. It's a happy closet. It's they're, they're, they're a, relaxed. Yeah. They're in there relaxing. How about yeah, his He's he's not relaxed, but the, his clothes. <laughs> wow, that's incredible, Monica. So, right, what's so her name again? Some deep stuff. Her yeah. name. Marie Kondo. The book is The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, The Japanese Art of Decluttering and Organizing. So going to try a little bit of that today. You know, it is exactly like I wanted to talk about this vegan restaurant I went to last night. Like she might as well have designed this whole restaurant. I, I think, really? I think that there's clearly some kind of movement afoot here that uh, that we need to tune into because last night... Uh, and I want to give you like the green light, red light on this restaurant, the part of it that I loved and the part of it that I'm mm, thinking about. Uh, <sighs> the name of the place is Cafe Gratitude. Ooh, and that sparks joy. Right yes, there. right there. You're feeling uh-huh. good, right? And I, it's right on the line between Santa Monica and Venice, but I didn't realize till I went there that it's all, that it already exists in San Francisco and Berkeley. And it's already a big institution in Berkeley, and you can feel that the moment you walk in the door. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so what was really great about Cafe Gratitude? It's a beautiful restaurant on this very happening street. All of a sudden, there's one street in Venice where they have like you know artisanal shoe repair. You know, oh, it's like yeah. all of that kind of stuff is springing up all on one block. So uh, this place sprang up on the block where you know you can like butcher your own meat down the block and <laughs> things like that. Yeah. So Cafe Gratitude, I got to say, the food was delicious. This wow. Is, this is a kind of a subset of my Operation Sea Turtle, you know, getting ready for uh, the trip we're taking to the Galapagos Islands at the end of the year. So thinking that a, a vegan cafe, you know, be worth exploring. So all of that is good. Places lovely. People in there, you know, they look so... They look happy and joyful, Monica. It yep. just looks like uh, like a place that you are grateful for. Now, here's the flip side. Uh, in order to participate in this, you have to, like, fully participate in their joyful approach to, uh, to having dinner. Because everything on the menu has a name that is about sort of the emotion you're supposed to be feeling as you eat it. So, the, for instance, at the very top of the menu, it says, I am dot, dot, dot. 
and then everything <laughs> that you can order, like you can order the... Vi- I am hungry. <laughs> yes, exactly, <laughs> Sheila. Exactly. There's nothing on the menu that says I am hungry or I am thirsty. Like, that, would, that would be good. I am hungry. No, no. Instead, what you would say, Sheila, is that I am vivacious. Ooh. And what do you think you get when you order vivacious? Chili. A, a beet, uh, beet drink. <laughs> no. A raw beet drink. <laughs> See, this is, the, this is the marketing problem I wanted to point out. Uh, vivacious means a lot of different things to different people, but it probably doesn't mean baked kale chips to anyone. <laughs> I'm, Liz, I'm cheating by looking at the menu. Oh, it's, it's is, crazy, isn't it? It's laughable. It yeah. is, they should just call it baked kale chips. Well, yes. Okay, here, here's the, the additional hurdle you have to get over, Sheila. So you know that, right? So you want to order the baked kale chips, <laughs> but they don't. they make you say... I would like the vivacious, please. Oh, wow. And I can just tell, looking around, like, I was with my friend Todd, both of us, as we were ordering, we didn't want to use the words on the menu. Like, they're trying to make us say vivacious. I don't want to say vivacious. I want to order the baked kale chips. Um, so, So that's one problem. Another problem is that at the very beginning of the meal, when she came over and tell us, told us what uh, she was out of, she said, well, we're out of the the celebrating. Oh, the, God. Uh, God's the, sakes. Wait. We're out of the celebrating, the fulfilled, and the transformed. <laughs> so, of course, you're not looking at the menu yet, so you have no freaking idea what she's talking about. Right? Yeah. That's not really going to stick in your head. So what's the first thing we do when we start looking at the menu and we want to order some starters? We order the Thai collar drops. And, oh, sorry, that's the celebrating. Okay, all right, well, I know you told us 10 minutes ago you were out of the celebrating, but as you say that, I'm not thinking tie color drops. So that's sort of a breakdown in the whole system. Mm. And then the, like, transformed, when I think of transformed, I'm not really thinking of two corn tacos. Yeah. You know? like, how, how that, tra- that sounds like a good item, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> So then I tried, then I'm in the juice category, and I tried ordering the, well, how about the succulent, which sounded delicious to me. That was grapefruit, celery, apple, and mint. Doesn't that sound good? Mm, sounds so, succulent. But, yeah. they, so the, but they make you say succulent, which is embarrassing, yeah. and then she came back, and somehow they were out of that. So then, I don't know if anyone's ever personally felt succulent. <laughs> I feel so succulent today. That, but you, ha- like- you have felt wonderful, Leanne. And so that was the next thing I tried ordering. Could I have the wonderful, which is watermelon juice and mint garnish, which is my new thing. Watermelon juice, I'm all over it. And, oh, sorry. We had such a big day today. Just a big rush. Uh, we're out of the wonderful. And what? that's, Sheila, that's when I was like, could I order the I am thirsty? That's like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am contemptuous right now. <laughs> so then I ended up ordering the complete, which doesn't sound any fun at all. Like now you like, you can't have the succulent. You can't have the wonderful. They're out of the passionate, but okay, I'll have the complete, which is of course more kale. Uh, that's kale, apple, <laughs> celery, or cucumber, kale. lemon, and ginger. So upside of this place, everything that came across our table was totally delicious in every way. The downside of Cafe Gratitude is that they 
force you to say these things <laughs> that have no kind of like, okay, let me just ask if I say fulfilled to you, what is that? Now, well, do they have a that's, special that's like a burrito yeah. to me? Yeah. Or big plate <laughs> nachos. Mm, a no. personal pan pizza, at least. Yeah. Cheeseburger? No, no. Food. That is the mixed green salad with carrots, beets, and tomatoes. So I'm just telling you, <laughs> nobody was ever fulfilled by that. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you, do you pay in a regular way, or do you have to say, I'm short on cash that's, or something? Okay. <laughs> I, th- that's exactly what I thought, Sheila, is that it would be one of those pay what you think this is worth places. But no, it's believe me, you pay. Though there is one, you can order the Grateful which is what they call the community bowl. And it means that um, they yeah. like put a donation on top of that. So you're paying 10 bucks for the bowl, but then you can, they put another three bucks on top of that. And that's what they donate to, uh, to local charitable organizations. So wow. that's so a th- lot. That's a they lot have of- a concept and they are totally sticking with it. Like every step of the way, which I do appreciate. It's just, it's a little more work for me as a diner yeah. <laughs> than I might want. Okay, uh, I have to I have to check that out. Cafe Gratitude, Sheila. I think you would like it. As I say, <laughs> let's go back to the good news. The food is delicious and the place is beautiful. So, uh, I, I love all that stuff. You know, I I mean, you know, I've tried to be vegan. I've tried to be veggie. I've tried it all, um, and I just wanted to tell you uh, secretly for the past few weeks, I I I. I you know how I've lived on bars for many years now. Yeah. I, I mean, w- what I could save on not eating bars, I could buy a condominium, I'm sure. But anyway, so basically what I've been doing is I've been making my own bar bar at home. <laughs> oh, that's good. Okay, well, it, it was good. It was good. I had a good system going for With a while. What, like rolled oats? And- okay, so this is, it was gluten-free, fat-free, sugar-free, everything free. But basically it had um, gluten, it's on the back of the, the bag of gluten-free oats from Trader Joe's. So it's oats and eggs sweetened with applesauce, walnuts, and then you can throw whatever you want in there. Uh, baking soda, but for a while, I was so afraid of my sodium intake that I didn't put the baking soda in. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like a a cobbler that I would just sort of mash <laughs> mash together into bar bar mm-hmm. formations. And I, it, it got to the point where they these this thing that I was making was so tasty. I was just eating it all day and all night. Oh mm. yeah, yeah, that's not good. Because then I got into the. Um, you know, the dark chocolate bits, and I, I got some goji berries happening. I mean, I made a killer goji berry and dark chocolate bar, but uh-huh. I didn't make just one bar. I just lay it out on a baking pan and make a huge sheet of it. And, and then- at Cafe Gratitude, I think they would call that, I am comforted, Sheila. <laughs> but, but at the cafe, comforted is actually roast yams. So you did a lot better than that. Okay, so last week um, I said, you know what? I have some, um, I have some chia seeds. Now I know, I know chia seeds are a superfood. Do you have so- any elimination problems? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I so just have to ask the obvious question. I, I like the fact that I, I was constipated. The way I was making this bar was kind of 
you know, over the top. I wasn't measuring anything. And I'd come home on a Sunday after my swim and just make up a huge baking sheet of this stuff. And I kind of feel kind of sick after it, you know, like I just start eating it. And um, anyway, so I had these chia seeds. So I'm going to throw some chia seeds in there. And um, I don't know if anyone here has ever tried chia seeds, but there's a reason the serving size is a half a teaspoon. Right. right? Yes. I did it on my detox and I occasionally, well, they just get stuck in your teeth. So I find them hard to incorporate, but yeah, I do chia, but it is, it's like a half a teaspoon. Uh, Incorporate. I just dumped about a cup of chia seeds in my last batch. And I mean, basically I was so sick all week. I mean, Monica, I, I did some research. There was a 39-year-old man that spent several hours in the emergency room under anesthesia because he had no, he had more than a teaspoon of chia seed, okay? <laughs> and there is such a thing as chia seed blockage, okay? <laughs> like an esophageal gill impaction. Like you can't. The stuff puffs up to 10 times their size in your gut. And I was sick as a dog all of a sudden. <laughs> and the sicker, the sicker I got, the more I, I ate it because I thought the chia will, will un, you know, just help. At least, sure, yeah. Uh-huh. Right, because, you know, they have... They have six grams of, of fiber in every half a teaspoon. How much so, fiber do you actually need, Sheila? You eat nothing but fiber. I need, I need a lot of fiber, Liz, but I don't need that kind of fiber. <laughs> and so I can't even, Leanne, I know you had like the, the, the um, an episode with sun-dried tomatoes one time. Yes. Uh-huh. I, I have now sworn off chia seeds. Okay. I will never eat another chia seed again. Whew. Wow. So what are you eating now? If you're off the bars, and I, I, I don't know. You, maybe you oh, should. It's rough, Liz, because a bar will cost you, set you back a couple bucks, a kind bar. Oh. And, and, but. Well, and, maybe instead of a kind bar, one item they have at Cafe Gratitude is uh, warm hearted. <laughs> you might want to try that. Order the warm hearted, which if you're in the seed family, you'll be happy to know that's grilled hemp seed pesto polenta. <laughs> Okay. You could just make a sandwich. (laughs) I've been saying that for years. Just have a turkey sandwich. I know. I know. Well, that's it. But, um, you know, I had a good, I I called it my morning bar and then it became my morning, afternoon, and nighttime bar. And that's when. Then it became your blockage bar. That became became my sick bar. So, uh, whoo. No more chia seeds for me. Good decision. (laughs) Okay. Well, I, um, Monica, are back again. Uh, I went to see, finally, the movie Gone Girl yesterday. And I know I was a little late to the party. I know everyone in America has seen the movie, but the weather was so good here. The weather turned this week, so I thought, perfect day to go to the movies. And I really thought I would be the only one in the theater because everyone in America has already seen the movie. But when I got there, it was completely packed. Um, so what happened was it wasn't really a good experience seeing Gone Girl. I don't blame it on the movie, but the movie started and, you know, it was sort of building this tension and everyone knows the story. I'm not going to 
give you any spoilers, but that they're kind of building the case against Ben Affleck and, you know, it's slowly building. And then the electricity went out in the theater. So the movie just- <laughs> Wait a minute, Monica. Did you hear the show when Sheila and I talked about what happened to us during Gone Girl? No. Uh- Sheila, what happened to us? We had a fire alarm, <laughs> multiple fire alarms. We had to I, evacuate the theater. Oh my gosh, Monica! I, oh, I think some. Wow. Okay, so the movie just stops, and at that point, <laughs> like all momentum stops, and of course, people in Portland just sit there politely and they don't do anything about it. <laughs> and uh, everyone starts taking out their cell phones, their chat. The group next to me it was a uh, three girls and. They met at the theater. They didn't have time to talk, so they're chatting away. And we're sitting there. It's not five minutes goes by. 20 minutes goes by. 25 minutes. I turned to the woman next to me. I said, I don't even remember what this movie was about. <laughs> <laughs> and her husband's like, what's the name of this movie? And I'm like, oh, God, whatever. So everyone's just sticking it out. Um and I figure I got nowhere else to go. I paid 11 bucks. <laughs> the movie comes on again. But it just took everyone a really long time to settle down, mm-hmm. you know, turn off their phones. The, the girls next to me were still chatting, you know, whatever. Um, I just, the whole thing just kind of fell flat for me. And at the end, the girls next to me, they just started laughing wildly at all the preposterous things that started happening at the happening at the end and uh with the main character and so it just it was not a good experience for me i feel like i didn't get the full gone girl experience oh i mean I, uh, we all have to i have to go back to see it probably you do too monica yeah <laughs> well here that's so I, funny uh, monica it's exactly what happened to sheila and i but in a different way and Liam, you just saw it too, right? So Eric and I went last night to see it um, because we had to, st- it was homecoming for our younger son. So we had to stay up to do the parent drive home. So we had to physically stay awake. That was our challenge till 11. Oh. So we're like, we better leave the house and go to the movies or else we'll just fall asleep on the couch. So, um, so we went and uh, we had dinner first. We went to the movies, 25 minutes of previews, which I've never, that's a long time. That so is. by the time the previews ended, Barrick was already already asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was eight, eight, nine o'clock by then. I was like, hey, Bear, uh, do you want to leave? Or, you know, we, we paid our money, but he's like, no, no, we're fine. Because that's how he watches most movies, sort of half awake anyway. <laughs> so... We say it's the movie goes on forever, even without the uh, break. After the end of the movie, I looked at him. Now, I'd read the book. He hadn't. Uh, he was like, that was the biggest waste of two hours I have ever spent in my entire life. Really? It's like, he finally woke up about 20 minutes in. I was like, did you miss some of the setup? He goes, no, it was the most pedantic movie ever. <laughs> he goes, it was a t- terrible story with terrible plot actually accented by terrible acting i was like okay wow so i wouldn't rush back i don't think you miss much okay. <laughs> that's all well yeah. i you know i would disagree i i enjoyed it i just think for sheila and i the total experience was interrupted and right. hence diminished but yeah, had you guys read the book yes yes yes, okay. yes. 
Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I I felt like knowing the story ahead of time was a problem with that particular movie because the structure in the book was kind of what held it together for yeah, me. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> there you go. Apparently, I had forgotten a lot of what happened in the book because oh, I, okay. I was still surprised in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, speaking of the movies, one of our one of my favorite girls, Renee Zellweger, has uh, taken on some changes lately. Let's just say, uh, did you girls all get a chance to look at Renee? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I you couldn't not because it was all over the place because it was fairly shocking. It, it is. It is shocking. I mean. Renee Selberger, of course, known for her squinty eyes and her, her big apple cheeks, has completely changed her appearance. And what's, what's just so funny about the whole thing is what she has to say about it. You know, the <laughs> whole idea. I mean, she had, obviously, her eyelids done. And that was her trademark. And you know what? People can do whatever they want to do. I don't care. But And then she also had some jawline uh, work. I don't know if you girls picked up on that. Yeah. And then her big apple cheeks are gone. Yeah. So to me, she just looks like a first lady or something. I mean, <laughs> to me, she doesn't look any, she doesn't look special. She doesn't look anything. She just looks like a blonde woman at a party. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't like that fact. I liked her as as Jimmy. As Jimmy, <laughs> yeah. Jimmy, put a little steak on that oil, Jimmy. Okay. Well, you don't know what movie was that? She like it? Oh, Cinderella Man. Cinder oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Cinderella Man, Renee Selweger. Um, so basically, she is saying that she's really glad folks think I look different. Um, I'm living a happy, more fulfilling life is her explanation for it, basically. And she thinks everyone, you know, speculating, it's just silly. It's just silly because she's more healthy and she finally did something to address the chaos in her life. That's what she said. Yeah. So, I, I feel a theme developing here today. She's <laughs> she's obviously been at Cafe Gratitude and working with, you know, the condo home organizer. She, she, she did. She said basically she took on a schedule that was not realistically sustainable. Now, I'm sure sustainable. Is let, let me see what you get when you – if you order sustainable, what, <laughs> what are you going to get? Oh, you get a collagen and cheek implants. And, oh, and yeah. now she's comfortable in her own skin, is comfortable. On the menu, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, comfort is comforted is the roasted garnet yams, uh, <laughs> and yeah, she's happy. Um, she's peaceful. She's basically doing everything differently. Well, you're doing everything differently with a whole new face, <laughs> basically. Um, Has Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling sure. there yes. with your with your butcher box. What, what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in, in Bend for a part of the summer, yeah. I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's I mean, great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what, uh, what, what I'm recommending. Yeah, either way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, you, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. 
That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass fed beef, free range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate free and wild caught seafood, no antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Liz, you know, we love talking about FrameBridge, don't we? We do. (laughs) Because because there are just so many fun things to frame, Leon, aren't there? Right. Anything. You can just upload a digital photo from your phone and they can print it and frame it. And that is a gift right there, a gift people would love getting. But Liz, you recently had quite an exciting FrameBridge experience. Would I, you I like did. to share? Would you like you know, to? I talked about how when we were at the Bruce Springsteen concert, I was with our brother Dick, his wife Susan, his two kids, and one of the roadies threw us the set list at the end of the show, which was amazing to get the actual set list for the actual concert in Los Angeles. And we're like, oh, yeah, any day now, that's going to be in a place of honor in their home. Sure enough, Leon, they have already framebridged it and sent it to us with a picture. So I'll be in Bend next week, so I'll get to see it. But it's just excellent use of the Framebridge resources, the Bruce Springsteen set list. Fantastic. And this is gift-giving season. So if you have a graduation coming up, a wedding, a shower, Mother's Day, Father's Day, look around. I'm sure you have something fun you can frame and FrameBridge can do it for you. It's easy and it's affordable to frame just about anything. You get fair and transparent upfront pricing based on the size of your item. There's a great selection of frames. And as we've said in the past, fast service, free shipping, rate or gifts. Mm -hmm. And guess what? Liz, not many things in life give you a happiness guarantee, but FrameBridge does. If you're not 100% happy with your piece, they will make it right. So if this but sounds you like- you're going to be happy, okay? <laughs> That's just the Satellite Sisters promise. You're going to be out. You're going to be happy you did it. See why FrameBridge has been trusted to frame over 2 million pieces. Visit FrameBridge.com or see a local FrameBridge store to get started and custom frame just about anything, like a Bruce Springsteen set list. That's FrameBridge.com. Thanks, FrameBridge. We copped to the, because I kind of, I've seen the pictures all over Facebook, but I haven't really read any of the stories. Has she said that, yes, it was cosmetic surgery, or is your beef with her is that she's sort of pretending that it's all just about lifestyle change? No, she said it's a lifestyle change, and she said, um, well, someone told her to say this. I'm really glad people think I look peaceful. Uh Uh-huh. I think she would be called, at Cafe Gratitude, she would be called... (laughs) present which if you ordered that you would get a uh, caponata bruschetta 
which actually we ordered and it was delicious. But I had to say, could I have the present, please? And that was hard. Right. Well, she was depleted, Liz. And uh-huh. so she, she was making a lot of bad choices. Yeah. So I guess she had to choose the best plastic surgeon. <laughs> Beverly Hills is what she finally chose. And that was a good choice. According to her, you know, I mean, those of us who liked her as Renee, uh, you know, it's, it's, she's a totally different person. To me, she looks like a totally different woman. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree. I don't, I keep staring at the photo thinking I'm going to see some vestige of what she used to look like. And I, she's unrecognizable. I, t- I was just sort of saddened. I'm sad that she's in a business that you can't actually be a 45 year old woman and look that. I'm sad that she's felt that pressure to do that. I think it's sad when you change your face. I, I don't think it's a feminist statement. I think I feel sad for her. That she mm. just looks like a totally different person. I was quite taken aback by it. So, um, you know, it's not something I think I'm going to dwell on, but I think uh, there is a lot of, there's certainly a lot of pressure, but I think it's a very unusual step to really change your face. Like that. It, it is. It's, you know, it's, that's not the norm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, but so, it also is a sign that, you know, she's correct when she acknowledges how much pressure there is yes, by the fact yeah. of how much we've all talked about it this week, right? right? Well, so I if you wanted to prove so that these things dramatic. don't matter. Sorry, go ahead. It's so dramatic. That's yeah. why people have talked about it. I mean, we've, we've absorbed a lot of plastic surgery, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and yeah. a, lot of, a lot of things. But I think there, it was very dramatic. She doesn't look anything like herself. Mm-hmm. I, I, I guess I also resent that Nicole Kidman and Renee Zilger think – that we're stupid or something, that we don't get it. You know, that we, that, that they haven't... You resent it? You actively <laughs> resent it? You spend that much emotional energy on how much Nicole Kidman is thinking about you? Well, I have a lot of bake, free baking time now, you know, because I'm not making my morning bars. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they, they think we, we don't understand that they've had work. It's completely face-altering. Um, and they were both beautiful, unique special, beautiful women. Yes. Uh, and now, now Renee is just, she's boring. You know, I, I find it boring. So I'm moving on. <laughs> I'm moving on. Well, yeah, hopefully for Renee, other people will move on too. It, but just, it must be awful to have the whole internet spend a whole week talking about you, you know? <laughs> Just be bad. We've never had that problem, sisters. So yay for us. Uh, but okay. I don't know. I'm of two minds of that. I mean, she was the one on the red carpet. So she's asking for it. No, I mean, it's, it, and that sounds mm. harsh. But uh, you know, she must have known there would be some speculation, and she has some movies coming out. And you know, at some point, you have to, if you're an actress in the public eye, you have to, you have to be back in the public eye. Mm-hmm. So it's not. I don't think it's. I mean, mean. It's not like we statements. sought her out. You're saying, yeah, mean right. vicious statements. That that seems unnecessary. But you know, she she's on the red carpet. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, yeah. All right. Well, speaking of uh, speaking, who are co- people who are coming back around? I did want to mention just briefly a blurb I saw on the Huffington Post about that the Entourage film is wrapped and ready to go. So this was Adrian Grenier talking about like Entourage the movie is coming out. Well, actually, it's not coming out till next June. And I don't know. You know how much I loved Entourage. Yes. Uh, that was just a, an excellent show. And he plays Hollywood star Vincent Chase. Vinny, you know, that was fun. But I feel like 
I feel like the moment has passed for Entourage. Isn't Vinny Chase going to be some just depressing, washed-up movie star, sort of yeah. in the Renee Zellweger camp yeah. now, like desperately? I mean, who knows what the movie is actually about? But I kind of feel like if I'm imagining who Vincent Chase is right now, years after the TV show started in 2004, so 10 years in to Vinny Chase's life, might not be good at all, what it would really be. So, yeah, I, I don't. I have no interest in seeing a movie version of that show. Even yeah. though I loved it, I think it had a moment, yes. and I, it's, I, it's rare that a TV show can transition to a movie. Yeah, yeah, it would be like coming out with a Friends movie now. Yeah, yeah, you're right, Monica. <laughs> I mean, the show's been over for a few years. Yes. So. Yeah. 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 People have moved on. Okay. Speaking of moving on, uh, there was some excellent uh, dialogue and debate this week on the Satellite Sisters Facebook group. So if you haven't joined, come on, people. By the way, here's a funny thing that's developing in the area of who's applying to membership on the Facebook group. Uh, Lee, and you probably see these names too, the approvals. There seems to be like a whole um, – these are obviously just hackers or some kind of – there's something illegal they're doing with our Facebook identities, obviously, <laughs> because most of our new applicants now have names that not only are totally fake, but are fake in a way that it's just so obvious that there can be no real person on the planet named this. And the, you know, and we get applicants from all over the world. So it's not like, you know, if they're Chinese names or if they're French names or whatever, it's not that. Like the other day, and it's still on the page, I haven't yet approved the application from Shis Slathe. <laughs> <laughs> so Shis Slathe, that's S-H-E-A-S-E is the first name. Shis Slathe. S-L-A-Y-T-H-A-Y. Now, she's if you're listening, I'm really sorry. Just, <laughs> just, just, just message me. But I clicked on your page, and uh, it's, it's a picture of a woman. There's only just one picture. It's of a sexy woman, but it, it identifies you as a man. And uh, so mm. I'm just thinking that you're a robot, uh, that, that you're some kind of, like, internet bot, she's. And so... I'm not going to approve your application. Um, now, is this recent that, that, that you're getting these, these? I would say within the last couple of months, Sheila, we've like oh, about half of the people applying to the Facebook group are these obviously fake names, which when I click to go check on them, there, there are no, no people on the page. You know, my whole application process is I click on your page. And if you have actual people, if you have other friends, you can be our friend. But if you have no other friends, I'm not approving you. <laughs> I'm looking at Sheets right now. Yeah. Yeah, that does not. And I'm Marquez Gisers also. Another one. Yes. <laughs> Marquez Gisers. Yeah. Many first names. What did you say, Monica? They should form their own group. Yes. <laughs> oh, and here's, a, speaking of that, Monica, here's the big giveaway. I'm not sure how many Sheets has, but when you click on all of these fake people, they're all members of like 30 or 40 or 50 groups. So they have no friends, but they have a lot of groups. So I don't know what that means, but that can't be good. <laughs> right? 
right behind the scenes at the Facebook group. Okay, but there were a couple of comments I wanted to mention today. Oh, first, we got a message from Professor Mary, who heard my discussion about, like, I, that I was having so much trouble with the cloud. And I think I'm not alone in not understanding what the cloud does and when it does it, and also what the difference is between storage and the cloud. I realized that's my main issue. Like that there's storage on my phone and then there's the cloud, whatever. Anyway, Professor Mary emailed in, you know, she was here on the show to help us talk about passwords. And right. so she's offered to come back and talk about the cloud. So <laughs> Professor Mary, we, we may book this in the future, but then I also got the notice today that it's your birthday. So happy birthday, Professor Mary. <laughs> uh, you know, you've been a, you've been a friend of ours uh, for a long time. So happy birthday. Then Leon. The other day on the Tuesday show, you and Julie were talking about married names and maiden names and your original name versus your professional name versus your, what your kids' friends call you, all of that, right? It's complicated. Right. And, we, and the heat that Amal Clooney got uh, for changing her name from some people. And Julie and I are taking the stance, do whatever you want. Just make the decision fast. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> You're going to go for it. Just change it. Because the way it was, you know, t- trying to straddle the line does not work. You're going to end up with a lot of names. Yeah. Okay. So we got, uh, we got a bunch of funny posts on this, including two that I wanted to call out. Andrew uh, posted, and again, another longtime uh, friend of Satellite Sisters. He's a satellite mister. Andrew writes, I had to comment on your guys' discussion about changing names, as in Mrs. Clooney's case, and give a different perspective. I'm a satellite brother and been listening to you guys since you were on Air America. So that was when we were originally back on ABC Radio. Our show in New York was syndicated to uh, so that channel. He said, I rediscovered your podcast recently and have been loving it. My husband and I have been together eight years. We just got married last January, kind of eloped and did it in City Hall with just one witness. Very low key and my style. But my husband decided to take my name, hmm. partly because our wedding was so non-traditional, being a gay one, and partly because he wanted to show his commitment to me. Well, that's nice, Andrew. I'm very sweet. Um, also, we kind of thought it would make his green card case stronger. <laughs> we also thought that since we were two men getting married, there's no kind of feeling that if he takes my name, he's now my property, as in the traditional notion of women taking their husband's name. So just wanted to put that out there uh, into the Satellite Sister and Sa- Satellite Brother universe, Andrew. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. yeah. Another whole perspective on that. That's very sweet. Congratulations, Andrew, on getting married. And then uh, Lois uh, had a funny one that I thought, wow, our, our, the whole listenership out there, people have stuff going on in their lives. Uh, so Lois wrote, I couldn't have cared less about keeping my maiden name. Of course, the first time I married my husband, I was only 17. And that's what one did. The second time I married him, my last name was already the same as his. <laughs> which I think is funny. One of my daughters always said that she loved our last name too much to ever take on a husband's name, and yet that is what she did. So Lois is like, you know, she's married the same guy twice. She's sticking with the name. The daughter who loves the name is uh, has ditched it. So <laughs> okay. life is complicated, right? Life is very, very complicated. Uh, and then what else did we have there on the uh, Facebook group? Oh, Leon, you were posting pictures of um, – 
your Halloween decorations. Yes. So, yes. Uh, you know, here we are at the end of the show. I think people need to know what you have what you have cooking for this week. Well, I always, my theme for the last three or four years I've been developing is a goth witch's house. And yeah. so uh, <laughs> I, so I do up the front of our house like it's a goth witch's house. It involves a lot of crows. And every year, I would say maybe for the last... <laughs> 10 years, I've acquired quite a few crow things. So actual crows. I have a spectacular new crow lantern for this year. I have a crow wreath. And then along with that, I have scary cats. I have screeching cats. I have the screaming tombstone, which terrifies kids. It's fantastic. And uh, so usually I wait till the day before to set up. I like to sort of have it happen and then make it disappear. But I have some house guests coming on Wednesday. My friend Andy's going to be here from Madrid and I'm throwing a little party for him. So I decided to go for it this weekend and a lot of props from the neighbors already got the witch's house going, got a lot of new items. I dress up like a witch. It's very exciting, Liz. Mm -hmm. And it's a Friday night this year. So I feel like we're going to get record numbers. Mm -hmm. So, and last year we had over 300 kids. So that's crazy. Yeah. No, we have a crazy, I mean, the neighborhood goes for it that there's one house up the street that sets the bar very high. They have a different theme every year. And this year they're going with the Dia de los Muertes. I so, saw that, Leanne. Can you believe that house? Oh, that's gorgeous. I know. So they've set up a whole, it's like you're entering a mission. They created a whole like mission wall in the front of their house. And then you have all the, the flags and the sugar skulls and the, you know, the vampires. It's great. It's it's great. So they set the bar high and then the rest of us just try to try to follow. So this is the challenge in Los Angeles. Every neighborhood has at least one person who is a set designer. Yes. You know, and they just do it up for Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and we're happy. It's a fun night in our neighborhood. Happy to give the kids a nice, safe place to uh, get candy. There was actually another internet story bouncing around this week about, you know, somebody taking a strong stand about not giving candy to kids not from their neighborhood. (laughs) <laughs> Which, really? you know what? Honestly, really. Are you the meanest person in the world? I mean. Yeah. Whose bright idea was that? I, yeah, who's bright <laughs> idea that? Yeah, that, that, did, did, did the Halloween come up at, at the meeting, land at the Rose Bowl? <laughs> that did not come up. Halloween did not come up. Eminem's language came up a lot. A lot of people horrified to hear Eminem uh, in 75 decibels uh, when they were trying to go to bed. But no. So we're psyched. I'm psyched for Halloween. Getting, get, and then, oh, and then we were invited to an actual Halloween party on the first. So Barrick has to be in a, col- a, a costume, which, oh, no. wish no, me luck. Not really his thing. So I'm taking, I'm going to take some suggestions, anything. Uh, yeah, I was, he said, can I come as a businessman on casual Friday? <laughs> <laughs> A marathon runner, yeah. <laughs> Monica, do you expect any traffic? You have a oh, you have yeah. a good uh, trick or treating neighborhood, except it's always I, pouring rain. I have my jack o' lantern, and um, yeah, and I'm glad it's a Friday night, so that'll be fun. You know, I usually have like thirty or forty kids if it's not pouring rain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, nobody ever comes to my house. Uh, <laughs> how about you Sheila any traffic on home? well you know what this is a big uh, scandal at, at school for me because you know how much I enjoy dressing up for Halloween I know. oh yes yeah. okay and I enjoy thinking of you know slightly controversial uh, political statements as costumes I was the bloody witch one time you know with the black wig and the glasses 
Um, I went as parents at my school, which I thought was a brilliant costume. Um, and I've done other, you know, slightly subversive costumes since I've been a teacher and I enjoy them. I mean, it's my creativity. And, uh, so guess what we're doing this year? Totally squelched me. We're doing a group Halloween costume and the theme is where's Waldo. What? I know. I know. When you say group, who's the group? All the teachers? The entire lower school staff. Uh, it, it was suggested by one of the assistants. She wanted to just make it fun and easy. Fun and now that Halloween should not be fun and easy. No. It should be hard. It should be. It should be subversive. It yeah. should be political. You know, it should, <laughs> it should be people waiting for you to see what you're going to be every year. Yeah. Right. And if you want to be Renee Zellweger in Cinderella Man, so I would <laughs> to be that. In fact, that would be the greatest to be and, and have two side face. Liz, that's a brilliant idea. Um, no, I have to go out and I have to get, I guess it's red and white stripes. Yeah. Uh, Where's Waldo? Yeah. Just Waldo. And who has a red and white striped, again, horizontal stripes on a woman, red and white? No. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Everyone has to go out and spend money and buy the new, you know, yeah, group group costume. So it's going to be like a flash mob. Okay, that's you're right. Sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, luckily you don't have a Facebook page, so we won't be seeing any photos of that. <laughs> no, I just didn't want to make sure I've been poking around on Facebook for the last couple of months. So I hope my you know, traffic has not sort of set off a bunch of bots. Like, oh, just... so you are she Slate? Well, I'm not <laughs> she Slate. I, I'm, I'm not. I, I can't tell you who I am, but I'm not that. <laughs> okay. This is quite a revelation. <laughs> okay. Please don't wow, email that's us. Gonna be don't our... email us about Sheila's secret Facebook identity. That's going to be our Halloween mystery. That <laughs> and who Ruthie's job interview is with. Uh, all right. Well, we're the Satellite Sisters. Look at that. More than an hour we yeah. have been on today. We got to go. Uh, we have lives to get on to. So if you uh, want to join our Satellite Sisters Facebook group, I think we've made it clear how to do that. Uh, you can uh, post also on our blog. So that's SatelliteSisters.com. We always post the show there, and you can go there. If you if you download our show at iTunes, at Stitcher, or any of the other podcast services, it's really great for us if you like our show and if you review our show with whatever that podcast uh, service is. And uh, what else? I guess that's it. Well, have a uh, happy Halloween, sisters. Yeah. Uh, you uh, have, too. Have fun. And uh, don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs>